told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. That's Tom Cruise screaming at people at work because uh, they weren't following the mask protocols and whatnot, and he doesn't want them to get shut down. That's the that's the long and short of it. Well, the long and short of it is a celebrity got angry, and somebody got audio of it. So everybody's playing <laughs> yeah, it. That is the long and short, yeah. But, because um, it's entertaining. But he's right. Um, Thousands of jobs at stake. But that you is, get us shut down. But that aside, MFers. the rightness or wrongness of it aside, uh, our executive producer, Hanson, said, I didn't know you could still yell at people like that. Hmm. He got yelled at like at like that early in his career. I did. Did you? Of course. Of course. You say, Sean? Did you? Are you? Probably. I didn't retain it. If I did, <laughs> I actually got the. Uh, if you don't like it, there's the door. Maybe not in those words, but it was made infinitely clear. Well, somebody texted this. I was trained with one question: Are you effing stupid, or are you trying to make me mad? It's one or the other. Wow. <laughs> And I was just thinking. I remember the uh, the assistant manager who was the real, uh, he was like the XO on a Navy ship. He was the guy who did the yelling. I catch you sitting once you're fired. Once you're fired. At this uh, big store I worked at as a stock boy. So, yeah, that was the way. This um, is the way. So I got Sorry. screamed at a lot working in at feedlots when I was a child by, uh, by grownups. And then when I got into the radio business as an adult, I got screamed at a lot. In various jobs. And I was just wondering, is society better now that you can't do that for the most part or not? Are human beings better? Well, I think you need to cite the Joe Getty grand theorem of civilizations is that we veer from guardrail to guardrail, never realizing when we hit the sweet spot. So we just keep veering. So, yeah, we've gone from probably a little on the brutal side, a little this doesn't actually get better long term performance. Through good, solid, enlightened motivational practices, and now we're full into, you know, you probably shouldn't tell him he screwed up that account. It might hurt his spirit. You know, we're at that guard. Or you can sue your boss because you felt uh, unsafe. Because because he raised his voice. Exactly. Exactly. It made me feel unsafe. It was an unsafe space. Uh, His words were violence. Yeah, we're probably too far to that guardrail. This has taken me uh, uh, ways in my life to learn, too, but there are certain people... That when voices get to a certain decibel level, they they just kind of shut down. Um, and I don't. Uh, it, it's the recipient, you mean? Yeah, yeah of the recipient yelling. of yes. it. They they just they do not respond to it. For for me, it doesn't affect me at all. It's just like talking only a little louder. <laughs> and I don't have these uh, responses to it that I see other people have. And I'm torn because I don't think that yelling or communicating forcefully is a bad thing. But if it has this effect on people, yeah. I don't know what you do. Yeah, you got to be careful how you coach your players. But wouldn't yeah. you toughen up over time if you get yelled at a lot? Mostly. Not, I, I, well, that's I, been my experience. A lot of the people that yelled at me were, I can't use the words for, for what they were. They're bad people. I hate them still. They're bad people. And I do not like working for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making, I'm not necessarily coming at this from the standpoint of that was all a positive. I hated those people. It didn't. I don't think it did any good. But the eliminating of that possibility, I'm I, I'm not sure what that's done for for society. Yeah, yeah. I think of this example. I read Christopher Hitchens' autobiography. He's a journalist. Uh, died a few years back. Hitch twenty two. Great book. But he grew up in uh, in England, and he went off to boarding school like a lot of kids did. And he said, at boarding school as a kid." 
everybody would ship their kids away for like the whole semester as seven year olds. Mm-hmm. Can't even imagine that. You know, in the United States, we're we're so incredibly soft. The first time your kid goes away to an overnight thing. It's just, oh, my God, what's it going to be like? They shift their kids off for the rest. See, at Christmas, when they're like six. Um, and at those schools, they were famous for the three Bs, Hitch called them. Boogering, bullying, and beatings. Yeah. And buggering. so Buggering. Yeah. Um, Rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the older kids. Yeah. And sometimes the teachers. Yeah. And getting beat up, and nobody stopping it, and the bullying and everything like that. And he described it, and it sounded horrific, and the idea of sending mice freaking six-year-old off to some school where that happens and nobody cares Mm -hmm. just sounds appalling to me oh yeah yeah but after describing all that sort of stuff at the end of that chapter he said i think england could use a little more of that i Mm. think we i think we lost something when we uh eliminated all that from our schools and i thought that's really an interesting perspective yeah i don't want any of those three things to happen to my kids ever right speaking of guardrails but i think i I think i know what his point is finding that sweet spot's difficult well and it goes back to one of my other great theories of civilizations that's that we veer from or move from necessity to nicety and back again and during world war ii there's no room for niceties I mean, other than you know the basic uh, moral uh, code, the basic what am I? What's the uh, the social compact? You couldn't like beat people down in the street and take their stuff. Obviously, there had to be law and order. But when people were being shipped overseas to kill and be killed by the hundreds of thousands, there was no excuse me. This workplace is not a safe space. I mean, it was utterly unthinkable. As we get more and more comfortable and affluent then it became less and less about necessity because necessity was taken care of. So we got more and more enlightened, more and more gentle, more and more uh, in tune to people's feelings to the point where we we become like the Eloy in H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. We're soft, little, effeminate creatures that have big, strong, hairy people do all the work and all the uh, defending and the rest of it. And somewhere, somewhere, probably 1974, we hit the sweet spot. But we had no idea of that. Do we have any more of Tom Cruise screaming at people to uh, remake the pointer? Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you that's my favorite part. That is everybody's favorite part. We are creating but, thousands of jobs, you mfers. But to get to Sean's point, I don't think I think that was a perfectly good rant. He was he did not demean anybody other than implying that they were having sexual relations with their own mothers. But of course, that's a common term these days. Um, he was just being adamant. You're going to put thousands of people out of work if he'd walked on set and said. I see people ignoring the COVID protocols repeatedly in spite of the fact that I've asked you not to. The next person who does it is fired. We have no idea if he did that or not, right? Like, similar to the the parent in the store, you didn't see the five (laughs) minutes she spent calmly explaining why you can't have the new toy. You just saw her reach her limit and say, no, no toys. And you're like, oh, look at at the short fuse on that mom. Bad parenting. (laughs) That's a decent point. He might have done that. Um, but, but I get that idea. But yeah. to to your uh, thing there, Sean, and I, this may come off as incredibly sexist. Please text me if it is. My personal experience is it's way more women that uh, that get quite shaken 
by that sort of speech and fewer men. That's just been my experience. I don't know. There might be women screaming at the radio right now. If I if my boss does that, my only reaction would be, boy, he's really serious about this. He means it. I, but he's, I wouldn't, he's pissed. It would have no emotional effect on me at all. But I know people, and the people I know are all women, that would be physically bothered by that. They Their hands would be shaking. They wouldn't have trouble getting to sleep that night. I would have to put effort to not laugh in the moment if somebody was going off. Like I, 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 no I to self, don't try this with Sean. Well, yeah, I, I, but I would receive the point. I'm like, okay, okay, we need to really... I would receive the point, and then right. I would just be kind of laughing at the experience. Well, when he got to the, we're creating thousands of jobs, you MFers, I would have had to stifle a... <laughs> A smirk. For no, me, I, I think that was a super great line. When he's talking That's about great, you are going to put thousands of people out of work. It's the MFers you... part that makes it funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the phone every night. With, just don't answer, dude. <laughs> you don't understand, Sean. You don't. You've, you've not had the authority no, of I'm, the Tom Cruise. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to get into the Tom Cruise's rightness or wrongness. I just wonder if. This not if occurring. women should be allowed in the workplace. That is no. my question. Should women no. be allowed? No. Uh, Number did, one. Did we lose something in the workplace that you can't do that anymore? Yes, and we gained something, I think. But with the women thing, number one, uh, perhaps you've noticed this. Women respond differently emotionally to some things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, although I am reminded by my local college campuses that there really is no, if you declare yourself a woman, you're a woman. There's no men who menstruate or something, blah, blah, blah. I'm supposed to pretend that, that these things don't exist. But uh, women, number one, will react a little different emotionally. Plus, that much rage in the room. I think he's more physically threatening mm. to a woman. That's a decent they point. They react instinctively to that. That's a decent point. I mean, if well, our boss is probably a, a poor example. We have so many bosses, and he's had health problems lately, so I don't think he would want to fight me. But um, I'm not physically threatened by some guy yelling at me. Not really. No, I've never felt that ever in my life. And if you're a woman, it might be more likely. That, that could be the entirety of the difference. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and deep in the animal brain, I mean. Not that I think my boss is going to hurt me, but just, you know, instinctively. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? I don't hey, remember. Hey, guys, it's all about frequency, though. How often do they yell at you? I mean, if they yell at you all the time, at a certain point, oh, you just tune it out. That's the key to being a parent, the yeah. the, the, the strongly worded uh, speech. You can't do it all the time, or it yes. gets you nowhere. Modulate your approach. Um. Anyway. I just wondered if the workplace is better or worse for it. Yeah, like I say, probably a little of both. But I have had bosses that that's their that's their only play. We are creating thousands of jobs. They always sounded like that, no matter what was going on. And so right. you just you that's know, just if, bad leadership. If everything's yep. a crisis, nothing's a crisis, sort of deal. Right. Exactly. I don't know. What exactly. are your thoughts? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. One of our beloved listeners, with his reasoning of why the election was stolen. And it's not what you think. Of course, different people have different meanings when they say a phrase like that. But I found it compelling. We'll get to that in a moment or three. Already one woman texting, I would burst into tears if my boss yelled at me like that. Yeah, which doesn't, yeah. that's fine. That's the way you react. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the 
kids jingle bell. A second vaccine could be on the way later this week after Moderna's candidate faces an FDA committee tomorrow. Early FDA analysis shows Moderna's vaccine is nearly 95% effective and appears to prevent severe disease. Preliminary evidence also suggests the vaccine reduced asymptomatic infection after the first shot. The government is ready to ship millions of doses once Moderna gets the green light. Let's uh, go ahead and follow up with uh, clip number three there, Sean. The Moderna vaccine can be kept at refrigerator temperatures for a month, and the Pfizer vaccine can only last at refrigerator temperatures for five days and otherwise needs to be at, I think, negative 94 degrees. So you suck, Pfizer vaccine. I'm not sure that's the conclusion, but as I put it earlier, the Moderna vaccine is kind of the Oscar Mayer hot dog of the vaccine world. It can be in your fridge for months at a time. Then You put it on the plate, and it's fine, and the... uh, the uh, Pfizer vaccine's a little more like the fish you had the other night. It's just uh, a few days later, it's just you'd rather not. <laughs> but they have zillions of doses. I understand the Pfizer vaccine. I'm sorry, Pfizer vaccine will be going to big urban centers where it can be quickly distributed. And go ahead, get chipped by big the, by the man, you sheep. Okay. Um, and the Moderna vaccine is is more handy for uh, outlying areas, so you can roll along the highway for a couple of days and it'll be fine. I thought this was interesting. Different people mean different things uh, when they use uh, specific phrases. Uh, Humans are funny that way. Uh, Some of y'all are utterly convinced of every wild-eyed theory you've heard that, uh, you know, the Dominion voting machine, et cetera, et cetera, Georgia, the ballots under the table, et cetera, everything you've heard is true, and that, indeed, there was a giant systematic effort funded by Venezuela to overthrow the election or something. I don't believe it, but I thought this was at least worth uh, uh, considering. Nice note here um, uh, by from me. It says, um, oh, if I'd read this sentence, I probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, this guy's a little over the top, but um, not everybody has to agree with me. Uh, but, but based on what I've heard from your show and elsewhere, you're probably right that there was insufficient voter fraud to change the results of the election. But this does not take into account activity around the vote. Uh, you're just thinking about the mechanics of collecting the vote. Um at this point, uh, now, see, that's just too long. Okay. Consider the compromise of information surrounding the vote. The Hunter Biden story was suppressed. That's true, actively and knowingly. News stories about BLM and its activities were suppressed or put into positive light. The candidate hiding in his basement was never seriously questioned, etc. With the exception of Fox News, the American public was flat out, flat out lied to. Consider how states changed their voting laws. Many states expanded... The time allowed for votes or for the votes to be collected, even up to nine days after the official election date. Many state mail-in ballots were sent out to everyone, allowing even the least motivated or interested to simply check the box and send it back. Um, I, I would suggest, sir, that uh, indeed many of those quote-unquote votes were activists who collected the ballots and did the voting for the people, especially because it turns out um, signature rejection was a tiny fraction of what it usually is. In Georgia, for instance, even though there were many more mail-in ballots, and that just doesn't wash. You get a bunch of inexperienced voters doing something for the first time, and the rejection number goes down. That just it doesn't really make sense. Um, and so his his rant is essentially that it was stolen by a coalition of media, government, activist groups, etc. You know, if that's what you mean by that phrase, I would agree. But a lot of people just think it was out and out. You know, the ballots were changed and 
uh, some of the stuff I was saying before. But that's that's why you know you have to be active and involved and informed and and express your opinion. And don't be cowed into silence by you know people around you or yelling otherwise. We got a lot of responses to the uh, w- w- "Were we a better country when bosses could yell at employees?" Listening to Tom Cruise scream at people on the set all day long. What I learned from the conversation is everybody likes to yell at Jack. Yeah, maybe it was just unique to me. All the bosses yelled at me because I was such a bad employee. It's, um, yeah, it's not out of the question. We got this. I'm a retired Marine. I accidentally made a grown man cry by yelling at him. I didn't mm-hmm. yell that much, and I had to leave the room so my sergeant could help him compose himself. My brother, who uh, trained people in small arms stuff and like you know certified them or whatever, so they could go off and fight bad guys, mm-hmm. he was not a big yeller. He said, "I don't." He said, "I never understood when I was in the army how they think I'm going to do better because they're screaming at me." <laughs> so he yeah. wasn't into screaming at other people. Yeah, it depends on the teach individual. Them what to do. I think some people would react differently than your brother. But we got this this text. And he mentions the town and the business. I'm not going to because I you know I can't verify this. But when I worked at blank in blank, the owner would scream like that daily. He would take you in his office and shut off the lights and scream at you and throw stuff at the wall and jump at you so he thought <laughs> so you thought he was going to hit you. <laughs> oh my god. One guy at work would always throw up in the bathroom that bothered him so much, with the bo- which the boss thought was hilarious. Gee, money. <laughs> you got to tell me who that is. <laughs> he mentions the business in the town. Oh, that's brutal. That's not oh, good leadership. No, you got to quit that job. Yeah. I, uh, oh, man. Jumping at you like, ah! What are you doing? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Talk station. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Christmas. The drunk demon. But you repeat yourself. Exactly. Smile after smile. Wasn't that mostly an act? Partly an act. He used to have like uh, apple juice. His uh, cocktail glass. I think he was a hardcore alcoholic. Funny. Kathy writes, didn't Jack one time go all Tom Cruise at poor Vincent while on the air? I don't remember what for. I do remember him going off on Dominic for starting to read some details of how a dog was abused. Jack stopped him and began scolding. I remember that, yeah. Kathy, you didn't remember uh, when uh, Dominic insisted on doing some birthday bit that Jack didn't like, and Jack went Tom Cruise on him then. What cracks me up is how quiet Joe is during these times. Mm. Well, Kathy, when I'm that entertained, I'm not going to start talking and interrupt the show. Yeah, we got some more. <laughs> uh, of course, I fired a coffee mug and smashed it on the wall once or uh, when I was talking to our old producer, Scott. Really? Yeah. But oh, I wasn't angry at him, per se. It Was uh, there was, a was it like, watch how durable this coffee mug is? And then <laughs> no, it no, no, it wasn't that. No, it, okay. was, it, it was a it fit of temper. You guys have it easy. You've had the same crew for twenty years. Well, yeah, and we and we everybody's wearing compliance belt also. Right. I mean, that's a thing, right, Michael? That's right. Fear <laughs> is the greatest motivator, isn't it, Michael? Yes. It goes right. around your waist between your legs. Right. Yes. The second part's the key. Um, <laughs> I am an RN working mental health for the last thirty-five years. Today's psychiatric units are staffed by snowflakes, and the hardened psychiatric patients eat the staff alive. Huh. That's interesting. That is interesting. I'd like to know more about that. Yeah. That's a different thing, really. Oh, man, that's a that's a rough gig. I actually know a, a young fellow who's in that line of work. Um, psychiatric ward. Oh, really? It's a tough line of work. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing, you're trying at least to do kindness to some people who really need it. Uh, but that's rough stuff. Um, well, I'll leave that alone. We talked about that enough. Google, Google Trends uh, for the year, which reminds me, we've got the Clips of the Year show coming up on Friday, which is always so entertaining to me. And i, I got to assume it's entertaining to me. It's entertaining to you. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. We go month by month, and it's basically, you know, the, 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 the Clips of the Month into the Clips of the Year and remembering all the things that happened that were huge stories for a while and then disappear, for one thing. Make them as long as you want, Sean. Like this. Positive Sean in charge of that project. Yeah, speaking of drinking, we're going to be drinking starting at like 4.30 that day. And we got we won't be talking any. Just playing clips. <laughs> Google Trends through the year going way back. And you can start at the very beginning of the year. What was the first big story of the year? They got a whole bunch of attention. According to Google. Kobe Bryant's death. Oh. Which happened right at the beginning of the year. Right. Uh, Harvey Weinstein bubbles up early. I think that's when the trial was going on. Mm -hmm. And then you very quickly get into, in February, March, coronavirus symptoms. Mm. Coronavirus, coronavirus updates, death, etc. Explodes. Uh, Google Classroom shows up out of nowhere and stays high on the Google trends throughout the year, as does Zoom, as does unemployment, as does masks. Stimulus checks first burbled up in April. I guess that's when we started talking about it. So that's when <laughs> it was being talked about and passed, and Sean got his, what, a week ago? Last week. That's <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So they're talking about new stimulus checks this week. It lo- does look like the package is going to pass, and there's going to be stimulus checks, but unless they've sped things up, you're going to get those in August. So it would seem. So won't that be fun? Well, the prisoners who defrauded the states will, uh, will get more quickly than that. Round about June, out of nowhere, the name George Floyd became a huge topic of conversation in the Google, as did Black Lives Matter. TikTok has been hot all year long, from the beginning. Beirut has a spike in August. Everybody remember why? Oh, that gigantic explosion of the fertilizer storage facility, right? Yeah. yeah. And caught on video, which made it right. exciting. Yeah. I just saw that again the other day. Tesla stock has been hot all year long. Uh, U.S. election results, obviously, recently. Vaccine has been popular all year long. But I'm looking at this. Joe Biden has had some traction on Google all year long and then a spike at the election. Trump had way more traction all year long and then a spike at the election. Time magazine the other day named their man of the year. This is yeah. all stupid, by the way, because nobody gives a crap what Time Magazine thinks about anything. Yeah. Quick question, what's a magazine? Exactly. A- and who goes to that website, and who cares? If you're my age and time used to matter, you don't care. If you're younger than me, you don't even know what time is, so you don't you, care. But... Yeah, you might as well say, a guy I know said. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to name the man of the year, and it was a big deal. Person they, of the year, sexist. They made it Joe Biden and, uh, and Kamala Harris. Donald Trump has been a man of the year for four straight years. Mm -hmm. He has driven all the conversation, whether you're in favor or not a favor. He has been the dominant figure on the planet Earth for four years. There's no getting around it. He was by far the man of the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you had to try to have have a conversation about politics in the last year. Or anything. Absolutely (laughs) anything. Or anything. Donald Trump was going to come up. You want to go mountain bike riding? Can we still in Trump's America? Okay. (laughs)
I was listening to a guy yeah. the other day, and I thought this was interesting. He is a he's a uh, he's a right winger. He is not a Trump fan, but he was talking about people. He said, "I know people on the left, and I get the sense." that they haven't been able to enjoy a sunset with Trump as president. He was talking about how people let uh, the who's president pay too much of a play too much of a role in their life. He said yeah. like I, I didn't like Obama and I'm not a Trump fan, but it doesn't keep me from enjoying a meal. I feel like I know people who can't enjoy a nice meal as long as Trump is president. A succulent Chinese meal, Michael? They can't enjoy reading for it. to their kids at <laughs> bedtime as long as Trump is still the president. Yeah. Which I think is true for a certain crowd. I think it's twisted. And that is that is not healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it definitely outlines it or, or or makes it clear that the government has too big a role in our lives. Police pulled over a Santa and his Plus, sleigh. we need tribal belonging these yeah, days because do. so many of the tribes we used to belong to, community Presbyterian, the JCs, Comanches. <laughs> I think the Comanches are still Comanches. Not actual tribes. No, okay. everybody wants tribal affiliation. I'm sorry, Santa and the sleigh. You say. Santa's got pulled over in his sleigh for having no lights. Mm. And it became a problem, which reminds me, if you haven't seen the new Kurt Russell movie, which he is Santa, and he does get pulled over by the police, and when he gets thrown in jail, he has to pull some hijinks to show that he is Santa to get out. Oh, wait a minute. It's a good movie. Hijinks ensue. If you can get over looking at his wife Goldie Hawn's face. (laughs) Wow. Stop six surgeries ago. I'd never make fun of somebody how they look just naturally. I would not comment on that at all. Okay, she good. did that to herself, though. Sign of adulthood. What did she? What? Did, what is going on? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I feel bad for people, you know, Jacko on down who just can't look in the mirror and just think, "Meh, that's what I got." And finally, for uh, this segment, boy, and especially the older you get, God, you'd think you'd care less. Yeah, but you were never a hot, hot young no. woman. No, I wasn't. No. So you think that plays a role? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it took me an absurdly long time to stop thinking my, of myself as a baseball player when I got hurt and I had to stop playing. I mean, like, to the point of I stand outside it and think, what's the matter with you? Hmm. Um, so if your whole identity is, is tied up in I'm a really attractive young woman, oh, yeah, that's got to be devastating hmm. so you, then for you- some people. Then you start getting the augmentations. You'll do anything to hang on to it. Until people go, ah! Well, that's rude. But, yeah. It's yeah. rude to walk up to somebody and go, ah! Yes! Okay. Yes, try not to. Facebook is building a tool called TLDR that will read and summarize news articles for you. The Atlantic.com says Facebook is a doomsday machine. It's an Atlantic article, so it's three times the length of Moby Dick, so I'll have to read the thing and get back to you, but... Uh, this this writer believes that it is a poison. I want to hear more about this. To the thing. human soul. And it's over this story? I'm going to have to take like a week and a half to read it, like okay. I said. This is interesting. But go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's tangentially related. Among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Do you hear what I hear? What I hear? What I hear? Said the night wind to the little land. See what I see. See what I see. Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? see, what I see. A star, a star dancing in the night. 
with a tail as big as a kite. The highest paid celebrity of the year for 2020 is Kylie Jenner. Wow. She's one of the, um, them, you know, the, uh, the family. <laughs> Kylie Jenner took home $590 million this year. Wow. You know how she did it? She knits sweaters and she sells them on Etsy. <laughs> Half a billion dollars. She money. I don't even know what she does. And, and you ask why politicians, well, you don't actually, but <laughs> some people ask why. Why do politicians always shoot for the lowest common denominator? Because there are so many of them. It's right there in the math. She's hot. She shows her boobies and then recommends skin creams and, and, and baubles. So, yeah, uh, uh, essentially all of that revenue came from her selling her share of the cosmetics company that she started or whatever. So, right. it, it's in, you know, that's not a, a salary. She she built something and sold it, and it's all mm-hmm. yeah. coming on in this year. So she's like unlikely to make half a billion dollars again next year. Eh? <laughs> Serious effort to recall the governor of the biggest state in the country, Gavin Newsom. Oh, yeah. Being driven by that uh, dinner at the French Laundry in the midst of a pandemic, which that I find to be... a jolt of electricity into the movement, no doubt. I see to be an absolutely 100% impeachable offense for a governor. But anyway, more on that coming up later. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Oh, that reminds me. We've been giving away the Gavi Awards, the Gavin Newsom Award for hypocrisy, uh, government hypocrisy during COVID. Uh, a fabulous listener crafted an actual Gavi statuette. And it's terrific. Used a 3D printer, and we have pictures at armstrongandgetty.com. Facebook is easy, either going to make it a lot easier to read the news or destroy America, which I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that in a second. I came across this yesterday. I thought, this can't be true. I, had to, I actually went to the source because I thought this can't be true. Well, the source is Bloomberg News, and they're pretty reliable. They wouldn't print this if it was just crap. The U.S. cookie craze. We're eating so many more cookies since the lockdowns happened. <laughs> Cookie demand in the United States has surged by 25% during COVID, with one in five Americans consuming more than three cookies per day. Is that even possible? That one out of five people eat three cookies or more a day. Cookies sure. are very small now. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. About a third of Americans eat between 24 and 48 cookies a month. I remember when I got to be my fattest. Probably not a coincidence. And Judy would make, like, chocolate chip cookies. I'd have a couple on the way out the door in the morning. Then I'd have a couple after lunch. Then I'd have two or three after dinner. So I was good for five to seven a day. <laughs> really? Okay, Homemade just, chocolate chip cookies. Uh, th- this is a weird one. This is one where I'm just way out of the mainstream, I guess. Uh, because I don't have this. I, there's never been a month in my life where I've had 48 cookies. I don't think. In my life. I, th- I thought you've been known to crush a, a package of Oreos. No, no, no. I, I like mints? them. I like them. But Thin like, mints. I like them, but it might be like eight or ten. Not 48 in a month. Almost 40% of Americans eat 48 or more cookies in a month. Look at Mr. I had to declare my independence from donuts, getting all high and mighty on us cookies. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Let them eat cookies. <laughs> no, I eat all kinds of crap. I just, I just must eat different crap because I never even consider it. So 48 astounds you? I mean, that's, that's a 1.53 cookies a day. Yeah. That's hardly eating cookies at all. Well, I'm I'm clearly just out of touch with what most people do. I'm I'm pretty sure I've never eaten that many cookies in a month in my entire life. 
But 40% of people eat 48 or more cookies I per month. Cr- I, I eat Girl Scout cookies by the sleeve. That's a serving size. How many are in a sleeve, do you think? Let's, let's find out. So your entire life, when somebody says that's how the cookie crumbles, you've just sat there slack-jawed, wondering what they meant. I don't know what they meant. Oh, no, I've eaten a cookie. <laughs> uh, so there's 32 in a box, so 16 in a sleeve. Yeah, and I've done that, oh. but I haven't had f- three sleeves in a month. No. Sure you have. The only reason I sure did is because I, I ran out. <laughs> um, so uh, for people that are, uh, like, what do you call super commuters, you know, the people that are, that are really uh, bringing the numbers up, uh, you got about 8% of the country that averages around 90 cookies a month. Three a day. I could see that. Okay. Okay. There were probably t- a time in my life, that, uh, back when I would eat dessert, that was my go-to dessert, cookies. Well, I'm not that out of step. I, I, I'm probably in the 20%, so that's one out of five people who might eat six to 18 a month. Mm-hmm. Not even be trying. a lot of months where I'm a zero, though. Uh, Oreos I, are dangerous for me, too. I go many months without ever having a cookie, I think. But. Oreos, so gross. Okay. Yeah, but you, you get them with the milk, it's hard for me to put the package back. Mass-produced factory cookies are so terrible. Get in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> oh. Oh. If I had more homemade cookies around me, I'd certainly eat more. I will take a double stuff. Remove the half thing. Make a quad stuff. Oh, eat that. Uh-oh. You are a child. I, I got bad news for you. Jack's anti-stuff. Yeah, I don't like this stuff. I'd, li- I'd like to buy Oreos that are no stuff. You're Stuffless. a serial killer. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'm a double-stuffed man myself. A You're quadruple a stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, why well, don't you just so boil it in a spoon and uh, inject it straight into your veins? Because then I can't taste it. <laughs> so, huh. There's a, there's, so there's a part of the world that I've been missing out on all this time. The, the joys of cookie eating. Lots of cookies. Mm. It's up 25%. So uh, Facebook is building a new tool called TLDR, which you might know stands for Too Long Did Not Read, that will read and summarize news articles for you, which I thought sounded fantastic. I hate anything coming out of Facebook, and I immediately you know, want to hold on to my wallet and the Bill of Rights whenever I hear Facebook coming. But the idea of summarizing really, really long articles or books, I'd love it if they did that with books. Um, sounds fantastic. The Atlantic says it's not fantastic? Uh, not that specifically, but Facebook. Okay. Yeah. In what, in what way are they going to ruin America? Well, I, I, I tried to make it clear. It's an incredibly long article, and I haven't read it yet. What, is there like a headline? or? Uh, yeah, Facebook is a doomsday machine. Yeah. I'm pretty curious as it, to what into what way they are they are a doomsday machine. I think the, the service of summarizing... Uh, very long articles is good. I don't know if Facebook is the one I want doing it. Yeah, why would they be doing it? I guess so they could forward them around? If there's a subhead to explain the article, it's probably this sentence. Facebook's megascale gives Zuckerberg an unprecedented degree of influence over the global population. The wrath of Mark. If he isn't the most powerful person on the planet, he's very near the top. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, yes, and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, King Kong of old, for instance, if Mark accidentally turns around and hits something with his elbow, it's crushed. Yeah, I don't think he has, but like Tucker Carlson's always saying, if Google and Facebook decided to do this, you know, push a particular story, Mm -hmm. they could just overwhelm 
you know, all of uh, all of information. Well, they started, they warmed up by suppressing one mm. right before an election. In fact, they forbade it. A couple of different stories from even seeing the light of day, even though they later turned out to be correct chapter and verse. So, yeah, they're 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 just getting loose. It would almost be an interesting experiment, though I wouldn't want them to do it. If Google and Facebook teamed up and came up with, I don't know, I don't know what the story would be. Just made up out of whole cloth. But yeah, if they, I see if, what but you're if, But if they got both got on board with it, you'd have 80% of the population of the world would believe it by, uh, you know, noon tomorrow. Driving with your glove compartment open improves your air conditioning by 20% in your car. There's nobody cares that much about Lowers that. Lowers your chance of cancer. Uh, sure. Yeah, something absurd. They could have everybody convinced that celery in a prevents cancer. This particular thing, um, the AI assistant, artificial intelligence, will look over really long articles and then come up with a way to summarize it. I, hmm, I don't know if AI is going to be good at that. Maybe it can be. I don't know. I love the sound of that. Yeah, I do in theory. Although, again, it's like, uh, we'll only censor misinformation and, and, mm. and lies. Lies like, uh, there will be a fa- vaccine by the end of the year. That was declared to be absurd, a lie, by the intelligentsia. I don't trust them. Yeah, and would the summary of the long articles leave out the, but the on the other hand all the time? Yep, probably. Armstrong and Getty.